Hello there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast number 74. This is Sunday, December 25th, 2016. Merry Christmas, everyone. And today's guest is Italian organist Enrico Presti. He has attained diploma in organ with Professor Vladimir Matesic in Bologna and degree in computer science with mention in the Faculty of Mathematics at the University of Bologna. Enrico attended master classes with Mario Risikamp, Olivia Latri, Peter Planavsky and Hans Ola Eriksson. He performed several concerts in Italy, Luxembourg, Switzerland, Ferrero Islands um, and Finland, Baltic States, United Kingdom, France, Sweden, Austria, Russia, Czech Republic, Romania, Denmark and Germany. From 1996 to 1999 he was managing director of the international concert series Organi Antichi un patrimonio da ascoltare in Bologna. From uh, 2002 to 2007 he was an artistic director of the international concert series Musica Celestis in Ferrara and from 2003 to 2005 he was co-artistic director of concert series Al Centro La Musica in Bologna. Enrico is currently enrolled in the Faculty of Letters and Philosophy at the University of Bologna and doing his PhD dissertation. In this uh, conversation we talk about avant-garde organ music, finding time to practice and the dangers of comparing yourself to others. Let's go to the show. So Enrico, I'm so uh, delighted that we are connecting online this evening and I'm so eager to find out about your work and your artistic life and your recitals, right, and your recordings, everything that is challenging to you and exciting to you and your future plans perhaps and what goes behind the scenes in your work, how you practice, how you prepare, anything that will be very valuable and inspirational for our audience around the world. Thank you so much and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, uh, Vidas, and thank you for the pleasure to for me to speak and then hear with you, and thank you for the, your kind words. Great, Enrico. I usually start these conversations about uh, your uh, childhood, about the guest's childhood. Do you remember mm-hmm. the time when you first fell in love with the organ? Can you share the story? Yeah, um, I began my piano studies uh, in the ten years ago when I was ten years old, and uh, um, after some time I moved to the church choir, um, where I was called to play harmonium. After some uh, basic uh, formation, not so great formation, but uh, I remember that he was uh, a not good teacher for me. So uh, when I moved to the choir church uh, to the Catholic mass, uh, I was very uh, involved in that because it is very interesting to sing and also sing as tenor, okay, and to uh, play this little instrument that was an harmonium. Now it's 
talk about the harmonic that has a little instrument, not the great instrument like uh, the organ, but it's very interesting to um, take the first steps on this instrument because the similar aspect of this, the playing uh, of uh, the instrument is very, very, very interesting. Uh, like uh, the way of uh, playing, that is uh, very difficult, different from um, from a piano or a harpsichord. So after my studies in computer science uh, at the University of Bologna, I was uh, informed um, that a new uh, organ course for liturgical mass will start soon. Then I was very, very interested, was enthusiastic, so I was enrolled immediately. And my teacher, first teacher, was a very young and talented uh, professor, name is Vladimir Matesic, uh, that he was recently returned to Italy from Germany after his diploma in uh, so-called virtuosité, so the virtuosity organ by the very renowned professor Clemens Schnorr. So it was interesting to meet him at the first time in the greatest church with the well, probably one of the greatest instrument in Italy. This is very interesting because um, uh, probably is the one of the greatest instrument and it was part uh, in this church uh, not with no maintaining. So it's a very strange instrument. And um, when I was uh, asked to play something about uh, your um, repertoire, I played uh, just the first Kyrie, oh, sorry, sorry, the introduction on the um, uh, Fiori Musicali, uh, Messa degli Apostoli, Girolamo Frescobaldi. Right. So I try to play something, okay, they say, okay, that is very good, you play it, of course you have to correct something, but let's listen this one, and he played uh, the first prelude and fugue, Opus 7 by Marcel Dupré. Wow. It was a very incredible, uh, for me, it was the first time that he listened the organ like this uh, sound, uh, it's incredible. I see. So, so that's an amazing story. Do you do you remember Enrico? What was the first piece that you played on the organ? Oh, probably I remember this piece. It's a pro, um, piece from Walter, Walter. Uh, but it's not a so great piece. It's of a little bit, of course. Mm -hmm. It is, was the piece that I presented to the first uh, essays that we taught the pe people that uh, participated to this course, and it was very. Um, uh, I, I'm very um, emotive. I was very, very, um, very, very pressed by the public. It was the first time that I presented this music in the public. That is, of course, not the public on the church, but is a real auditor um, listeners. And uh, was it was very good. Uh, other people presented some pieces by, for example, I remember some pieces by César Franck. Other people played um, music a little more not difficult, but it was the first performance. I remember one piece, but little piece by Johann Walter. Yeah, uh, so basically choral prelude probably, right, from Johann right. Walter. He wrote a number of them, uh, especially for manuals only, three parts probably. Yeah, yeah. Very no, 
Bueno, el nuestro formal was uh, a little intervention of the pedal. Pedals also, because, huh? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Because um, the first step of the, the, the learning of the instrument was also to um, how it's possible to uh, play an instrument or the pedal. So uh, there is a lot of manuals that uh, speak in exactly how to play the pedal with the piano. Some trios, uh, little trios, so it is very interesting to to understand. And it was very, very interested in a way that is uh, he correct every little uh, error, not in the boring messages that no, you have not to, to make this one. No, you have, this is not as so That's the term, of course, that uh, most of the teachers use uh, with the pupils. But you say, okay, that is uh, very good. But you have, and uh, I tried this piece, piece to the end, uh, just uh, to the perfection. So it's very, very um, Deutsch, <laughs> right? As uh, the term, uh, the, 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 um, the term that, that we, we Italians what we say is very correct, very interested, but uh, it teach me a lot of um, how to play and to study without him. Right. So, Enrico, uh, as a, you were also interested in computer science, right, at the time? Okay. Uh, all the time, right? Computers and organ. Uh, do you know, um, uh, is, uh, is pipe organ also a fascinating subject because for you, because you like computers? What fascinated mm -hmm. about organ f to you? Well, what is, was well, uh, it is a very good question. I remember that uh, the sequest was posed by a journalist in Sweden when I... Um, how to play in, uh, in Sweden, in uh, Östra Husby. Uh, I was uh, contacted by a, a Sweden journalist. Uh, we talked like this moment, like by Skype, and he asked the same question. I think that this is not a, a real correlation between organ and computer, because computer is an um, uh, exact science. Uh, uh, when, of course, when you have to, to make a program in computer, um, there are a lot of problems. This is the for, probably the best uh, aspect that uh, you have to, um, to to prepare music is something like to prepare a, a program because program starts with a lot a little bit um, element that compose an entire program. But the first time that the program starts, it never works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have to correct and correct and work. Probably the way that I am uh, used to, to um, prepare some programs and to, to create the, the, the construction was the similar aspect that I tried to make my exercise and to study the pieces. Mm -hmm. This is very important because um, the time exercise comes from the Latin. Exercitium. So it's not a term that determines the way of, uh, I have to, to study and to repeat, 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 and so on. But is it uh, some uh, aspect of uh, mental aspect mm. of the uh, music? Is a um, sort of devotion to the music. I'm not devoted to computer, of course. But, of course, but uh, um, I am a very, uh, I don't feel that uh, the computer science and the, uh, the organ studies uh, are different in this sense, mm -hmm. but for the other sense uh, is uh, totally different. 
you know, uh, Enrico, I thought uh, that uh, uh, at the time when uh, Baroque music was created, right, for example, 300 years ago, organs were perhaps the most uh, sophisticated human inventions, right, at the time, mechanical yeah, yeah. inventions, right? Absolutely. A- and, now, and now computers and related things are the most sophisticated things, right? So they both yeah. uh, uh, have in common, right, only in different periods, right, historical periods. 300 years yeah, ago, yeah. organ was like computer today. Like. Right. Yeah, I think that, uh, that this is a very good question also because uh, um, uh, the actual situation in Italy, uh, when I start, of course, with the harmonium, but uh, I saw a lot of concerts before that. Uh, there was an association, that is, again, this association that is uh, the curator of a lot of concerts in the, this area. I live in Bologna. In this area, and uh, they uh, make a lot of concerts in the, that time, not, not, not that it's impossible in, the, in this uh, actual time, but they, they prepare a lot of concerts uh, during the, this uh, in, in that time, and uh, um, playing a lot of oldest instruments, uh, very oldest instruments, uh, um, restored in a, um, historical informated matters. So, uh, very good restoration uh, that gave us, uh, uh, as an organist, to play exactly as the time mm-hmm. that the organ was uh, uh, performed. For example, in Bologna, there is uh, the oldest instrument in the world. Right. So, Santa yes. Petronio. Some people say Narcission mm-hmm. Church in uh, Switzerland. The others say that is uh, no, the real organ is in Bologna. Mm-hmm. When I uh, listened the first pieces, uh, I listened something very very ancient music. I was very fascinated by ancient music. I studied a lot lot of time uh, music by Frescobaldi, by Bach. Uh, uh, by Cavazzoni, for example, and uh, um, uh, Giovanni de Mac, uh, and so on. But uh, with the, the inspiration given my, gave my uh, professor, by the Mathematics, I discovered new words, new time, especially the French Romantic uh, period. All right. From um, uh, Franck to Vidor, Vierne, Guillemont, uh, and also Messiaen. And also the contemporary music, and also Langlais, that is a very interesting composer, performer, right. composes a lot of pieces for music, something like 5,000 pieces, uh, um, 500 pieces, sorry, in the, his career. Uh, the music is a model little model, but it's remember the, the time when I played the, the um, ancient music. So you have the modern music that reproduces exactly the, not exactly, but you reproduce a lot of music that composed a um, century and century before. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a, um, uh, um, uh, two faces, the, the, the aspect has two faces, the face of the ancient music and the face of romantic contemporary music. I prefer also to make some, uh, sorry for the term, sandwich uh, programmers. Right. That is a, a program with the comp- it is composed by ancient music and contemporary music, ancient music and contemporary music, and so on. So it is uh, quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So Enrico, you are interested in ancient music and uh, uh, contemporary music, right? Um, 
do you also find inspiration in those composers uh, to create something on your own and like like compose music today or you mostly perform I mostly perform, of course, but uh, I have a collaboration with uh, um, uh, contemporary uh, composers uh, when I'm studying uh, the new piece uh, that it composed this piece for me. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the name is the the composer is Elena Cattini, and the piece is the name uh, the Call of the Sea. <laughs> it's very interesting because it was uh, commissioned by um, an uh, organ, the one of the best, uh, probably one of the best in, important organ in the United Kingdom, in Oxford, the Queen's College, right. <laughs> a Frobenius organ. And as for Ben's organ, as a composition like a baroque instrument, so it is a contemporary music on a baroque instrument. Mm-hmm. But also, also this piece, I uh, performed a lot of pieces. Like, uh, for example, remember um, Passacaglia Ungherese by Georgi Ligeti, right? Or uh, or versets by Georgi Kurtak. Beautiful music, very uh, Weber music-like. And also, I performed um, a piece, uh, very, very interesting piece, uh, like um, uh, a piece of Gavin Bryars, for mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. But uh, I very uh, try to make some uh, program that is uh, um, there is a, a, a fil rouge, that is uh, the how music developed to get this climax. So, um, so I try to make uh, this way. Right. But also I try to, to play music. Also, I have a concert in the 2018 in Rome when I am called to play some music that the artist direct gave me the pieces. So I have to study the pieces, and this is important. <laughs> Right. So, Enrico, when you study those pieces, contemporary music, for example, what is the most challenging thing for you? Rhythm, perhaps? Uh, for, for example, one well, challenging piece is uh, the using uh, um, like a performer, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, there is an important aspect on the contemporary music, that is the gesture, the um, element that uh, not uh, are so strictly related to the performance, but I know I am not a virtuoso, of course. So I try to study six pieces, not so greatest difficulty, but have some interesting aspect that is not can be seen or not. For example, in the four verses by Georgi Kurtag, the second piece, uh, I remember there is there is some gesture very. Bam, bam. The, 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 the changing of the, the, the manuals uh, very, very fast. Right. And the dark. Um, for example, I'm studying, of course, another piece, very interesting uh, pieces from Giacinto uh, uh, Scelsi. This is Italian, uh, very probably one of the best Italian composers in the 20th century. That his name is In Nomine Lucis. It's for the memory of Franco Evangelist, he was a written composer in the Nuova Consonanza style, and used uh, the two pedals and three manuals. And one aspect very interesting of this piece is that, is, uh, that you have to use a mechanical instrument because the important is to not to pull the resistors completely, but a middle. Middle, yes. So the is very strange sound, and you have to 
need you need of course you have a uh, some registrant because it is possible to play this piece um for example i played a uh, piece uh, the souvenir of john cage yeah um, not so difficult but uh, you have to change a lot of aspect of the, the registration of the pieces uh, when you have to um, move uh, the, the the registration you have to choose the registration during the piece this is not a very fast piece but you have to, to choose uh, um the way as uh, is possible to perform the piece uh-huh this is not a difficult piece right so you're talking about the half drawn registers or stops right yeah. a little bit and and you get those squeaky sounds sort of ethereal and and and, and space like sound maybe yeah. organ out of tune sounds right uh, a little yeah. bit and uh, it's very weird and very strange but very peculiar sounds audience sometimes have never heard these sounds right yeah, when, yeah. when you when you draw the uh, the stop on the mechanical organ just a little bit and listen to the beginning of the sound when the slider opens just a bit for the yeah. wind to come up to the uh, yeah. pipe just enough to make a sound but not not a prominent sound like c d e but but sort yeah, of yeah. in between of 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 a sound and silence right that's yeah, what yeah. we're talking about uh, we, this is the, the song performing, uh, like uh, per, uh, the, um, the 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 the, um, the movement. Uh, for example, uh, John Case was very strictly related to Mercer Cunningham, and uh, the fluxus movement uh, that is uh, performing uh, the art is performing uh, mm-hmm. these pieces, and this uh, creates some embarrassing <laughs> aspect of the people that, uh, in most cases, they say this is music or not music. For example, I think about um, the piece from uh, Edgar Varese, Desert. Uh, they say that the people like uh, Le Sacre du Pantemps, Stravinsky. It was the piece when it was uh, performed. This is a radio piece. Right. This is not for performance, but it's a radio piece. When performed by the Radio France, a lot of people call it the direction, say, but this is not music. You have to stop it immediately. So create uh, some like uh, um, uh, a term that uh, uses very in French language, that is a success du scandale. So says the scandal is a contradiction in terms. That is success and scandal. So mm-hmm. scandal. Mm-hmm. So it's scandal of success, and the term that determines that it was the the the, the prominence, the power. Now we will list in desert Galvarez. That is very normal pieces, mm-hmm. not so related to. to it's not incredible mm-hmm. like the beginning. But it was very interesting. So, uh, Enrico, have you ever played the famous Volumina by Georgi Ligeti? I really want, uh, because it's not difficult to find this music. Uh, this is or my uh, repertoire, classic repertoire, like uh, the um, uh, three studies, uh, like, uh, of course, Pascal Ingrisi, that is only for Epsicod, mm-hmm. but I play on organ. This is interesting, because I read a lot of uh, interesting aspects uh, in, 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 in with uh, the one of the teachers that I had, that is Hans Ola Eriksson. Oh, yeah. As, Ericsson recorded all pieces by uh, Schoenberg, like uh, Ligeti, and he performed also um, Volumina. 
but it needs a very great uh, use instrument that is very difficult to find in Italy, of course, mm-hmm. because all the instruments in Italy are the preeminence of one manual, uh, one keyboard. It is very difficult to find, uh, of course, uh, right. an instrument like with the dimension. But uh, um, I very love to, to, to play these pieces. Um, probably I perform in the next future. Right, you're planning to do this in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a great, a great adventure because then you can also explain to your audience yeah. what's happening, right? Those noises, those uh, tremblings and those vibratos and half-drawn registers yeah. also. Yeah, all, yeah. The calls, all, all, all those aleatorical uh, techniques that uh, Georgi Ligeti uses uh, at the time in in 1960s right it was 61 yeah. b- okay. i think it, it was sort of a groundbreaking technique right and it was a avant-garde piece par excellence right and uh, yeah. and uh, i remember uh, listening to this piece in Sweden, in in Gothenburg, uh, Hans Davidson, Hans Davidson performed it on the new uh, copy uh, or uh, an instrument built in the style of North German Schnitger organ, yeah, yeah. four manual organ, completely mechanical. Even yeah, yeah. bellow treaters were mechanical, you know, with the with pumping or with the foot. And he had two registrants, and and all yeah. those intricate details were still possible to do on a mechanical organ tuned in mean tone temperament. Imagine that. Temperament. That yes. is what was interesting. A lot of other auto pieces like um, uh, Volumina was composed. For example, there is uh, um, a piece that is the name is um, Principal Sound by Morton Feldman. This is uh, edited, of course, but it needs a lot of changement of registration, and this is uh, an open partition, like Opera Aperta by Umberto Eco. Um, he said that it's not an op- opera that is like in one way, but you have to choose yourself the way as performer. A lot of pieces by Dieter Schnebel, and also I remember the famous, probably, the most famous and the hilarious pieces uh, composed by Maurizio Kagel. Yeah. Of course, uh, uh, the the um, piece of the the, the, um, the name don't remember the name. Raga Rashpfeifen, a series of studies. This is very humorous, but as a piece that is the name is Improvisation Ajoutée. It is very very funny also to to make uh, the the two resistors to make. Uh, out and out, out to, to change totally the the, the, the way of uh, playing. This is a performance. This is a clown's uh, way to, to, to play this instrument. So, <laughs> Enrico, very, very interesting. And I was going to ask Sorry. you, when you play those avant-garde pieces, how does your audience react to it? How? Are they excited? Are they confused? Are they angry sometimes? Do they leave the, the church? Or, or do they still focus enough to hear the details? But usually when I play in some little audience, I play also for three persons or four right. persons. Uh, the first time was in the when I played in Fuglefjordur uh, in the Faroese Highland. That uh-huh. was a beautiful instrument, but it was five, 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 
10 persons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I played some music by Cage, of course. And, uh, well, no people, of course, move from the church. But if you play this music in Italy, for example, you have uh, also Baroque music, mm -hmm. also Renaissance music, all type of music. People, when listen that is boring music mm -hmm. for most people, they left the churches, they door, and so on. This is very unpleasant, of course, so speaking about the repertoire that is Cavazzoni, Merulo, uh, Fresco Bade, and so on, because it's a uh, right interesting music, also performed in historical, informed restorations. This is very, um, it's a pity, of course. Right. Um, but, uh, we listen that uh, it is more similar to listen people that leave the church after five minutes in rest music that listen people that perform contemporary music. Mm -hmm. Now I can see that there is a little so-called niche, little people that follow our concert that I perform and also I organize mm -hmm. my it is not a great church, but uh, it is possible also to listen music mm -hmm. of different styles. So you, you are saying that uh, uh, some people are bored by Cavazzoni and Frescobaldi, yeah. those great yeah. masters of the past, right? But if yeah, you yeah. have if you have your little I don't know fan club, right, who knows you, right, intimately, and they <laughs> yes. they they go to your every concert right yeah, and, yeah. and they know you personally they could really listen not only to Cavazzoni and uh, Frescobaldi and yeah. Diruta and Banchieri but also yeah. to uh, John Cage right and yeah, yeah. and also to to uh, other great uh, modern and contemporary living composers yeah. right because they yeah. trust you right they trust interesting you. that's right uh, Usually, I don't ask to people when play here in uh, Bologna and so on to play this contemporary music. Also, for some rights uh, um, uh, registration, it is possible also to pay this music, but you have to pay a lot of money because the, the composers are still living. For example, I play some Arvo Pert music mm -hmm. because I'm very closer to Estonia. Right. You know, uh, every year I perform in Estonia. This is my second land, I can say. <laughs> and uh, the professor that gave me, me the great opportunity to play music was Mario Riesikamp. This is the awesome organist, uh, harpsichordist, uh, pianist, uh, probably one best in the world, that she play Italian music. It was formed by Christopher Stambridge. Right. So it's very state of art of the music. And when I invited these people, I usually play also ah, one piece of Arvo Pert, one piece of Peter Sudad, another great uh, Estonian composer. But I don't play uh, other music. I very like to play Giurlonis, of course. Right, Lithuanian <laughs> master. I, yeah, yeah. Because I performed one time in Vilnius, I remember, two years ago, in the Evangelical Lutheran Church. Uh -huh. A beautiful Kleis organ. Yes. So, Yes, too but manual. it performs some Italian music. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is very mm, strange music. This is the music of Ottorino Respighi. Mm -hmm. You know probably the name of Ottorino Respighi for the symphonic pieces. But this is a very interesting three pieces, three preludes <laughs> that go in the way as uh, something like reggae, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something like Bach, 
Just very, very interesting. Uh, very polyphonic, but chromatic in a way also. Chromatic. Very ro- romantic uh, uh, harmonies. Great. So, Enrico, how do you start preparing uh, uh, for these performances? What do you do the first? Do you write fingering or pedaling or registration? How, do you memorize pieces? What is your practice? Like. Well, I don't memorize absolutely <laughs> these pieces because, uh, as uh, you know, when uh, Gustav Leonard died, uh, he said that uh, he played also all time with the partition, right. also for harpsichord. This is very interesting because mm-hmm. he's, uh, he played Bach a lot of time. This was not the first time, but he played all time with the music. When I try to make some, uh, when the piece is very um, difficult, for my opinion, I try to play very low, slow, 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 slow with mm-hmm. and and pedal. Yes, take a lot of time. Right. I'm very in most of the cases because I'm working, of course, not as organized, but I work also. In my first work as a computer scientist, computer scientist, I have little time every day to study three, four hours in a day. Right. By the night, it's not um, so simple, of mm-hmm. course, <laughs> to arrange uh, the two words. Uh, so, uh, some cases I say, okay, this is not good, we will do it and the, some of the cases I say, well, this is a very good way to fingering. I wrote all the music um, fingering, uh, all music. I wrote uh, with my pencil in the music. I try to remember music. Uh, so the study of new pieces take a lot of time or a little time. Depends uh, on the music. Mm-hmm. But I have to only to to make correlation between the time that is spent in music and the time that uh, I have to concert because next year I have something like um, 10, 12, 15 concerts all around the world. Yes. So I have to economize. Yes. Of and and, t- and time is very very uh, scarce resource today, right? And people also struggle to find time for practice. And Enrico, how do you find time for practicing today? Ah, uh, yeah, the time is. Uh, I remember that when you start to work, uh, uh, I received the Bible by my professor, Vladimir Matasis, to say you have to probably to play during the the, the lunch. But you have to start very early because the church closes at 20, uh, 12 and 30. Right. Exactly. So you have to enter before the closing the church. The church is beautiful, probably in one of the best, uh, most stunning instruments in Bologna, that is the Santa Maria de Servi. So uh, it's probably the first modern organ with the Baroque. Um, uh, disposition mm-hmm. with three manuals uh, built by Tagliavini. Tagliavini, yes. And uh, so at the time it was only the time. After I was very tired because I don't combine the two aspects of the study music and the two to perform music. So I use an electronic instrument in my house. Mm-hmm. That is very good. Not uh, it has some problems. Uh, you um, in the last time <laughs> I remember I had to make a 
very very careful about the use but i study on an electronic instrument this is some use outback systems i use this instrument that is very good a friend of mine mr renato negri performed with an outback instrument and once a time i remember that he was behind the sea in the morning he pulled this instrument on the sea and in the very early time in the morning he played Toccate in full Bach with people that comes in the sea beach to take sun to incredible. Right. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, and uh, uh, Enrico, uh, of course, you are you are sort of a dual major, right? You are a professor in an expert in computer sciences, right? And yeah. an organist, right? Uh, do you do you often compare yourself to other or organists? Do you do you find uh, comparison dangerous mm -hmm. between people? Absolutely dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous because uh, they have their own lives. Uh, um, this is impossible. Yeah, yes, I saw saw with uh, social network that is people that said, "Oh, I am in Saint Petersburg." Oh, I am in uh, in other, as I say, I, I'm the proud to be played, to be invited to the greatest festival. So I see that is very good for you. Uh, I also played in a uh, um, um, in Tromsø, that is in north on Norway. Probably is not the northern organ the world, but is the like the, probably one of the, the, the northern in the, the world. Mm -hmm. The other greatest northern in the world is in the Kirkenes uh, church. But uh, is, uh, for me, it was uh, a very important um, mark uh, for uh, for my career. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I saw other people that say, I have to make music, uh, for me, I think that I am very exceptional mm -hmm. to combine the work, family, and music. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, most of the cases, when I go around the world, my wife says, "I no, don't have to 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 make it around." We left with my child, of course. Alone. <laughs> yes, it's impossible. But uh, after a long time, I return to the home, and so right, uh, right, right. Try to, to combine this music with a little time to mark and to play and to return. Uh -huh. It's very fast, in and out. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. So that you could also take care of your family and uh, and yeah. also not uh, to leave your wife behind so long, right? Because it's yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. very stressful for family members yes. to be alone when 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 an, uh, another person travels also alone, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. around the world very risky yeah. today <clears throat> so yeah uh, very interesting right and uh, Enrico uh, since uh, we're talking about uh, uh, around Christmas time right uh, we'll be uh, publishing this conversation yeah, exactly on Christmas Sunday so yeah. uh, what are your plans for playing uh, Christmas music this this year are you playing uh, some Christmas carols or or yeah. you you have other plans well I I don't play music in uh, in uh, my city because uh, I'm not very and I have no time of mm -hmm. course because I have the time for me is to prepare music for the concert so I never play because uh, as you know uh, Italian organs are never paid by every any, anything. This is very strange uh, aspect. Of course, if you 
study violin or clarinet or uh, piano the same aspect because if you don't have the the free maker you have the the the, um, uh, the, the freelance activity like uh, founding the concert uh, propose a concert uh, writing various language uh, and uh, every day every day you have to spend your time to uh, finalize uh, your aspect to file send them program so I don't have any time to play uh, Christian music. Uh, well, I I remember some little pieces that he played a long time ago because I was also for a little time involved as a church organist, mm-hmm. but it's also for two years. I play some music with the choir, of course, because the choir is the best aspect of the the, the organ playing. Most of the cases, the, some people make a concert with two aspects. The first aspect is the music, organ music, the second aspect is the choir music. So, um, well, I think this is possible to make some uh, carols, uh, some classical carols. Uh, and depends, of course, uh, with uh, the context of the, the, the mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, some indulge jubilo, of course. But I remember also a very beautiful little, very little piece uh, composed uh, by Jean de Messier. Right. Mm-hmm. Jean de Messier, like the great organist in the world that he played uh, the Cisitude, that is uh, the most difficult, uh, hardest music in the world. But she composed a lot of little pieces for the mass, not so great, absolutely not difficult. And the first piece is the Ornate Celi. And it's a very um, incredible music that uh, delivers all the sound of the Gregorian chant. Mm. Um, so it's uh, probably the best aspect before the Christmas, of course, but it's very interesting. Also, traveling with the Gregorian music and combining Gregorian music with the organ. This is awesome. Beautiful. So, Enrico, what are your uh, plans for the next year? If you, if you, for example, made one wish for the next year, what would that be? Uh, sorry, uh, if you say uh, one more time, uh, if uh, you had yeah. one, just one wish for the next year for 2017, uh, yeah. what would that be? Oh, oh, oh. But what is the, 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 the next programs uh, is uh, in February, mm-hmm. for example. Uh, I concentrate my activity um, during July and August mm-hmm. because the time when I can uh, march uh, without any problem. But for example, next February I'll be in Rovaniemi. Right, it's very it's long. Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kemiervi, uh, two cities not too far one to the other. And uh, I like to discover, because I love Finland, I love uh, Nordic people, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very curious, uh, also by personal experience, to go directly from Helsinki to Rovaniemi, is something like 22 hours of um, bus mm-hmm. I go by. So I try to, to find how it is possible to, to ma- make this trip, play music and move to another church and to return. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the first uh, concert. Then, uh, 
I have all the concepts. Uh. Right. Fantastic. Uh, uh, you probably will see a lot of uh, 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 nature in Finland, right? By go, uh, when you go by bus, right? Fantastic nature. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It's beautiful. But also, I stay only in, uh, um, uh, in Vinul very, very little time. Because I arrived in the morning, I started, I do my concert the same day, I slept one night, and the day after, I returned in, um, I returned in Italy. Right. But uh, Venus is beautiful. I very like to, to return, to return in, um, uh, return here, uh, so... Vilnius is like northern, northern Italy, they would say, Italy in the north, because we have so many Italian-style buildings, right? Because yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the 16th century and 15th century, lots of uh, Italian artists came to Lithuania and especially yeah, to Vilnius to build, to build uh, churches and palaces and work in court music, as court musicians and painters, right? And, uh, uh, and other artists came also. So it was very Italian influenced culture at the time. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it is something like um, I don't know if the term Venice or Geneva is correct, but uh, the surroundings, uh, the center, of course, because I never moved from the center, was a very credible, awesome um, situation. Um, but I very want to return in Venus. In that time, I remember that I have a meeting, the first meeting of my life uh, with a um, very, very talentless uh, Italian artist uh, living now in Vilnius. The name um, is, um, well, I don't remember, the, uh, Gianluigi Spaziani. Oh, yeah. Or no. Uh, I know this, him, uh, yeah. He tells my first uh, organist, um, I met him for the first time, not in Italy, but in Vilnius. Vilnius. Mm -hmm. It's incredible that uh, a little recital that have so great, um, great um, resonance, of right. course. He is yes, from he is from Marche region, from Grotta Mare. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, the, the southern Mark. Mm -hmm. Southern Mark because uh, yes, uh, but he's a very talented um, performer. He started in Holland, in Netherlands. So, so yes. Very good. So, uh, what a, a small word, right, uh, Enrico? You travel the world and you meet Italians in foreign countries, right? So, uh, fantastic uh, uh, experiences when you meet other people that you don't know existed, right? And when we yeah. go, go back in time, can you go back in time, uh, Enrico, and think when you were little and just started playing the organ, right, or harmonium or other instruments, uh, is there just one thing you wish you knew back then that would have made a big difference uh, uh, in the past that you know now, of course? Is that... Uh, can you share with us? The, the share was... Um, uh, when I was uh, very younger, I never liked music. Mm -hmm. I started playing, playing piano by my father said, you have to play piano. But... Uh, Without any circumstances uh, related to the music, uh, my professor was not very not good, and uh, I uh, moved to the music uh, and especially to the contemporary music, uh, exactly from the period of the second Viennese school, mm -hmm. Schoenberg Werk Weber. Mm -hmm. 
this is Afton for me. The first concert that I listened, first concert, complete concert that I listened was the the, uh, the violin concert by Alban Berg. Mm-hmm. It was very fascinating. And then Pierre Rouluner by Schoenberg. So I started from the contemporary music and arrived to the Baroque music. Mm-hmm. The middle, that is the so-called romantic uh, yes. music, is uh, totally unexplored. But I'm because I'm studying uh, at the university for my second degree in uh, musicology. I am discovering a lot of music, so I will be very interested in the, the past to close. Uh-huh, not so time uh, to to make something else, but to concentrate the music because music is my life. Right. So you basically like go back in time and restudy romantic music now, right? Oh, probably, you have yes. this chance. You wish yeah, you yeah. wish you had this chance when you were little, right? To study romanticism, yeah, yeah. but you yeah. studied modern music first and then went <laughs> back to ro- baroque period, right? And earlier okay. times, and uh, now you can practice. Yes, a lot of inspiration comes also for the the, the progressive music. Uh, I never studied the the, the, the pop music, uh, mm-hmm. so-called popular music. I was very interested in popular music, but not in the so-called music uh, popular uh, aspect of the music that like. But I now find also jazz music. Mm-hmm. But now I'm finding that this period, this repertoire, has a lot of resources, mm-hmm. also for the organist, for example. If you listen to some music from, uh, I don't know, Miles Davis, right? Uh, you can find the modal aspect of modal jazz. That is a very interesting uh, movement. Also, the free jazz for Ornette Coleman. As uh, this is not a free jazz. This is not a jazz that you play everything without any um, basis. Mm-hmm. But you have the basic. Aspect of music, and you can march everywhere. Right. For me, it's naturally to to think music like, uh, for example, the improvisation. The right. Very aspect. I like very much to improvise. I am not uh, a great improviser, like the, the French school, of course. But when I have a great instrument, a great uh, acoustic, um, um, and a lot of possibilities. Like the choosing the instrument, I was very fascinated by a little idea that develops itself also in a atonal manner, not so tonal manner. But this is very uh, interesting for me to to navigate yes. in music like uh, the improvisation. For me, improvisation is one of the best uh, incredible art, like jazz, mm-hmm. of course. But it's uh, incredible. I listened uh, some week ago a concert by Jean Guyou. Yes. Yeah. He's an incredible musician. Yes. So he uh, is uh, an improviser yeah. and composer. And when he, when he creates uh, those fantastic uh, recitals, uh, people are transfixed by his virtuosity, but also by his mind, how his mind works, right? In in completely unexplored way. And he's such a great insp- inspiration for all of us, right? That's right. Uh, the, the the aspect that improvisation uh, touched me very powerfully is uh, the, 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 the Stumme film. 
is uh, so the, the silent film uh, when you see the films uh, and you see and you perform uh, is something incredible i very wanted to to arrive uh, with a lot of time because improvisation is a very hard time you have to study every day and probably is necessary only to play 15 minutes a day with some courses like Messiaen, of course, uh, like you, I listen to your beautiful improvisation. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Thank you. <laughs> it's very awesome improvisation. And uh, probably not necessary to, to study a lot of time, but you have to study every day, every yes. day, every day, every day, and listen also other improvisation. Yes. First second aspect and the aspect is to move by your mind to the improvisation a lot of organists they don't improvise no don't improvise because it's impossible but for example a great organist today Edoardo Bellotti yes what's a teacher also in Eastman College and in Trossingen is improvising in the baroque style yes really mm-hmm. really it is incredible to listen baroque music uh, performed at the time with the chord uh, the, the the aspect of the 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 the, 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 the music uh, reproduced in new pieces right right eduardo is a master at polyphonic improvisation yes Yes. So what a beautiful advice you are giving uh, uh, Enrico to to our organists around the world to practice every day, right? Just a little bit, but to to never miss a day, right? At least 15 minutes a day and to improvise a little bit, to explore new horizons and to listen to other music, right? Find inspiration in other improvisers' work. What a beautiful, yeah. beautiful inspiration you are. And, uh, of course, listeners would like to know more about you. Can you give our listeners a link where they can find you and your work online? Well, I um, started very recently to uh, record uh, some music uh, by... Um, probably by a little um, recorder, not so sophisticated, but now it's possible to make uh, without uh, an iPhone, to make some registration and to put the registration on uh, the internet. So you can see some little works that are recorded by YouTube. There is a channel with my name. And uh, there is some music, uh, the same music in the SoundCloud, on the, I don't have any registration now, mm-hmm. but I think uh, in the future to 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 collect uh, some interesting pieces uh, to make uh, some recording. I don't know when, but uh, when you, for example, perform a, a new uh, CD, you have to propose something original, or you are a master of Bach or master on uh, Franck uh, or Messiaen and so on, or you have to to make um, a new exploration. Of music uh, in an unknown repertoires, for mm-hmm. example, temporary repertoire, for example, but also some work that is not so so very um, work that uh, people know, but nobody in Italy know this work that he performed. For example, last uh, this year I performed Respighi, I performed Sati, I performed a local local composer of my city that name is Antonio Certani it's a beautiful piece in the post-romantic style I perform Langlais uh, I perform Arvo Pert mm-hmm. so it is, um, creating a problem in this way is a very exciting aspect I am very happy because when I propose a program I listen to the needs of the people that 
asked me for some music, but I perform only the music that I prefer. Mm-hmm. Don't play some Maria Schubert <laughs> and uh, something else. But uh, I perform this music because for me is uh, the way of um, make um, teaching mm-hmm. probably the people to listen something uh, very difficult aspect or numerous aspect, and most people as- appreciate this, and other people that doesn't appreciate uh, this music. Thank you so much, uh, Enrico. I will make sure I'll add uh, a link uh, to your SoundCloud channel and YouTube channel to the description of this conversation so that people who are interested in finding out more about you and your work could click and visit your channels. Thank you very much. Uh, It was a very great pleasure to speak with you, with a competent person and very good uh, performer like you are. Thank you. Have a tremendous success next year. Stay healthy and be brave in creativity. Thank you very much. In bocca al lupo, I'll say in Italy. Great. <laughs> if you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog, Secrets of Organ Playing, at organduo.lt, where you will find lots of insights, practical advice, and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Pinkavitus. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you online really soon.